The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Welcome to Drinking Bros, presented by GhostBed.com. Sit back, relax, and grab a fucking drink. What is up? Welcome to Tomahawked. I am your host, Rob Fox, joined as always by Dan Holloway. Uh, our Atlanta Braves are still a game out of first place. Mm-hmm. Uh, pennant race is fully on now. The Braves and Mets keep winning and losing on the same days. So, yeah, I mean, it's, you know. Convenient or inconvenient, depending on your perspective, I suppose. I feel like th- it, this is this is basically what happened last year uh, before that big series with the Phillies. Is we kept like legitimately like winning. Uh, both teams would just win and lose on the same day. Yeah. Um. So that's interesting. Uh, the Mets do not play today. The Braves do, so we can pick up what a half game. Mm-hmm. Uh, if we beat the Phillies, I think Freed is going tonight. Uh, yeah, I believe that is the case. And um, yeah, Freed versus Ranger Suarez. So Suarez is not bad. Three fifty three ERA, one thirty WHIP though. He gave us a bit of an ass ache the last time we faced him. Um, but their bullpen's not very deep. Uh, I think he went what six innings and gave up one earned run, and we ended up winning that game seven to two. So you know, I'm not I'm not terribly concerned about tonight. The Braves hit lefties really well. Um, <clears throat> although the middle of their lineup has been pretty ice cold lately. Yeah, we'll get to that, uh, unfortunately. Uh, but I wanted to start with probably the biggest news. We've kind of floated this all year, um, but Spencer Strider held out of a start. Now, mm-hmm. he's listed as day-to-day on like my fantasy roster. Sure, yeah. Um, but the explanation was, and, and I think they said like pectoral soreness or something like that. Oblique. Oblique soreness. Okay. Um, But the explanation is essentially keep them fresh. Uh, Yeah. And it's something that um, the, the Astros just did it with Verlander. Mm -hmm. Um, The, uh, the Mets put sure actually put Scherzer on the 15 day IL for the same. It's the same weeks ago, right? Yeah. Yeah. For the same reason. It, It does a couple of things. It allows you to reset your rotation and get everybody back in the order that you want them for the playoffs and also gives this young kid uh, a week off. So he comes back strong. Look, he's not having any problems, but no, why not? You know, this is the most he's ever pitched in a year by um, like a pretty good margin. I think. Yeah. He's, I can't remember. He hasn't doubled up, but I want to say it wasn't his year bi- biggest year, like 90 innings or something crazy like that. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it was. And, you know, he's had... He's got 132, 132 innings, basically, yeah. right now. Yeah, so he's the first pitcher in baseball history to have over 200 strikeouts and surrender less than 100 hits. And he's got, like, 80-something hits, right? 84. So unless he gives up 16 hits in his next game, I think it's... Or 86. So unless he gives up 14 hits and what will probably be his final start of the year, he's going to be the first person to ever do that, which is pretty impressive. I mean, dude, if he... So we're, we can talk about this, uh, too, because I have on here, like... I mean, he's got to be the rookie of the year over Harris at this point, right? I don't know. Harris plays every day. That's always going to be the argument. Like, if you have a guy... But what's, so what is the, the argument here is essentially it's mm-hmm. playing uh, extremely well every day yep. versus... Pitch, like pitching once every five days, but doing it not just extremely well, but like historically well. Well, th- it's not a great comparison because Otani does both. But let's just say, um, let's say one of those years that Pedro had, where he, I think he was twenty three and four one year with like a one eighty ERA, versus the year that Aaron Judge is having right now. Who's the MVP? Right. I would say probably Judge, right? Uh, because he plays every day. I think that's. I think that's fair. So I although, think Harris will probably win. Uh, although, I, if although if you, but here's the thing with that though. With so you're talking about 99 
uh, Pedro Martinez. Yeah, I think was it was like a two thirty ERA. Twenty three and four, a two zero seven ERA. Two of seven. Yeah. His wins above replacement was eleven point six. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing with that though. So yeah, yeah, Judge is having an incredible year, um, and all that stuff, and he's you know hit sixty home runs, that's which is insane and everything. But like having Pedro Martinez on the mound for he started thirty. He started 29 games that year. Mm-hmm. They won. He got 23 wins. I don't know how many of their games he won yeah. that uh, whatever, but like basically putting Pedro Martinez on the mound that year, more or less guaranteed you guaranteed you call it like 1920 wins. And what year was that? 99. They made the playoffs that year for um, sure. I don't know what they did, but AL MVP, the AL MVP that year was Yvonne Rodriguez and not Pedro. And uh, Yvonne Rodriguez uh, that year, let's see, 6.4 wins above replacement, 35 home runs, 113 RBI, 25 steals. Good and, Lord, for a catcher? Yeah, and also played, he had 199 hits. He also played elite defense that year. About as good of a defense as any um, catcher's played, except yeah. for Yachty or Molina, probably. So, so that's the, I mean, it's just, I, I, it's not that I feel one way or the other about it. As a matter of fact, I think it would be appropriate, especially they split it. since they're on the same team and since... You know, when Strider went into the rotation and Harris made it into the lineup, that's when the season turned around for yep. them. I think they have equal shares in in Rookie of the Year. To yeah. be honest. Yeah, I hundred percent agree. I don't. I don't want to. You know, cut basically cutting the baby in half, right? Like I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't really know who I could pick because I love both of them quite a bit, and they've both been excellent. But man, I mean, Strider is doing historic shit, which yeah. is interesting uh, uh, to me. But um, so, yeah, maybe I, I think he probably does win rookie of the year over Harris, even if it's, it's possible, even if it's maybe not, even I mean, if it's a really close debate or whatever. He's set a record. So, I mean, do you think if he starts all year, here's the thing, though, that I will say, if Harris and Strider start the year in the majors, I don't know that Harris is getting MVP votes, but Strider is maybe a Cy Young front runner. Probably, but that's apples and buttholes right i mean uh if you if you look at if you track harris's uh statistics over the course of a 162 game season um it's it's still i, I don't know that it would be an mvp caliber season but here All-star. here's what it is well it's a 308 batting average 30 home runs 30 steals 95 rbi 40 doubles and he plays the best outfield defense in baseball yeah that he may win the mvp there but he wouldn't be running away with it and i think you're right strider if he had pitched if he had 30 32 starts probably would be the mv or probably be the uh, front runner for for uh Cy Young. Where is he on the? Let me. I'll have to look this up real quick. Uh, because I don't have it in front of me, but he's got to be near the top of strikeout leaders. Uh, uh yeah, he's like this, fifth or something. I think this year. So, man, fucking internet's being the internet. I think he's. Let's see. And I'm talking about in all of baseball. I think he's uh, and, he's sixth in all of baseball. And he has in the only National pitched, League. He's third, fourth. And he's only pitched 131 innings. Yeah. So the guys in front of him have an average of about 50 more innings pitched than him. Yeah. So he would be running away with, he'd be running away. Oh yeah. If you, so if you, uh, and by the way, 11 wins in, so he started 20 20 games. games, Essentially everyone else in front of him has started 29 or 30 games. Correct. Yeah. He has 11 wins in those 20. I mean, you're talking about a guy certainly over 15 wins. You would think. Uh, yeah. And over three, by the way, over 300 strikeouts. Yeah, which isn't something that really happens much anymore. But I fully expect, unless he's, uh, you know, b- barring some kind of injury next year, Spencer Strider will certainly strike out three hundred or more people. And he, to be honest, he's probably going to do it throughout his twenties and early thirties. I mean, uh, the record for most three hundred strikeout seasons is Nolan Ryan. I think he's got six, and I think Randy Johnson has five. Yeah, um, but nobody else. I think there's maybe one or two other people that even have w- more than one. Uh, it just doesn't happen much, and and all of those guys did it, you know, back in the day. Uh, now it's, you know, it's pretty interesting. It's pretty goddamn interesting. The, he's he's. <laughs> I, I don't know that I've ever seen something like this uh, since maybe Doc Gooden, like a rookie, come in and just yeah. fucking mow people down like this. It's That's crazy. probably the last time we saw something like that. And we were talking about it off air. It's essentially just like having a closer for the first five innings. Yeah. Um, and what's really fascinating about Strider too, 
that I kind of always forget because the biggest knock on Strider, well, there's two knocks on Strider. One, that he only has two pitches. It doesn't seem to be a problem uh, yet. And the second one is that he goes deep into counts a lot yeah. and thus does not go deep into games. Well, I think that's what the third pitch is going to buy him. Uh, I, I assume his offseason is going to primarily be spent um, developing his changeup because, you know, and maybe that doesn't even work for him to because it's there's so the speed and movement is so disparate in his pitches. And he throws so fucking hard. I just don't know if he's ever going to be able to pitch to contact the way that we expect people to pitch to contact. You well, I mean, with the changeup, I mean, really just be to completely fuck their timing, right? Yeah. I mean, that would help a little bit. But then, you know, you got to... <clears throat> the things that somebody like him to perfect, the the slider's good. I mean, it's 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 a plus pitch already, and he's a fucking rookie, which is crazy. Um, but if he can throw his fastball uh, letter high at the top of the zone, that is an unhittable pitch. Yeah. If he can throw it for a strike at the top of the zone, nobody will ever hit that ball. Um, so you're going to get a lot of pop-ups and a lot of broken bats there. That's a good thing. That can probably shave down some of the pitches. But that, I think that's what, you know, you, you don't want to surrender the dominance, obviously. No, absolutely not. I mean, well, the problem is essentially, I, it may just be a problem of... Uh, control really because a lot of the times he goes deep into counts he's ahead yeah you know and then essentially he just keeps throwing the ball and, and he misses a little bit and then all mm-hmm. of a sudden it's two two three two and then he'll usually finish him off but that so that's kind of the knock but Let's what's interesting though splits on him with two strikes oh one gives up a lot of hits um one two not many hits um, 02, not many hits. So his the batting average against him at 02 is 065. The batting average against him at 12 is 152. Um, even at 22, it's 129. As I think, and at 32, it's 109. So he's, it doesn't really matter where in the count, as long as he's ahead, he's doing pretty well. I think maybe it's just having a second out pitch so they can't flail at the f- slider and, and, and push it and wait for another fastball, maybe? I don't know. Right. We'll, we'll uh, see. Kind of just, what, maybe dink the slider, especially yeah. if there's a shift <laughs> or something. Um, like, you got a pole hitter up, and he throws a slider on the outer half of the zone, yeah. and then he, the guy's just able to, you know, kind of stick his bat out there. Um, so, I was reading today. I actually was asking this, because I thought about this based on what you said the other day. You are like, would you put Strider late in a game six or seven maybe he mm-hmm. pitched game three or something would you put him you know whatever late in a in a later game of the series despite his rest or whatever uh but my question was going to be we were talking yesterday and we said like yeah he's probably the number three starter in the mm-hmm. rotation right it probably goes it is freed number one no question and it should be freed number one and then right strider morton my question though is would it actually make more sense to go freed Strider right, Morton? <clears throat> that is how Mark Bowman has it projected, by the way. Or maybe. I mean, so... Uh, maybe, because Freed and Wright sit at about the same velocity, so maybe you want to mix it up like that. Yeah, and, and we've then, talked about that before, mm-hmm. about how... Or with Maddox, Glavin, and Smoltz, how yeah. we think there may have been some weirdness for the Braves because it, you, it might have been more effective to... Uh, uh, put Smoltz in the middle of Maddox and Glavin. I think it would have been, yeah. As a sort of like uh, fucking with the hitter's timing over the course of, you know, three games. I that I mean, honestly, yeah, that's that's not the worst idea. And and the interesting thing is uh, these are two young 26 and 23-year-old guys, although Freed's only 28, so it's not like he's old, but um, they already have plenty of confidence. I mean, Kyle Wright, even in the postseason, has plenty of confidence. Um, Pitched brilliantly in the World Series last year. Yeah, and I, I don't think... Uh, I, if Oda Rizzi gets a start in the playoffs, I think it'll probably be like game five of the World Series if they're up 3-1 or something like that. Yeah. Although I think, in my opinion, they should bring Freed back on short rest for that game. That's that's what I would do. But we'll see how it works because that's kind of what cost them the 2020 uh, LCS. Yeah. But, the LCS, um, <clears throat> I, though, I forgot about this, reading back about it, but there were no off days for that because of COVID. Yeah. They were just like, we got to get these games out as quickly yeah. as we fucking can. I don't care. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's I, I, 
I could see it going uh, freed Strider, right? Although, you know, Wright's already a proven entity, so do you want to fuck with that? I don't know. I, I'm, I not, I'm not sure it really matters. Like, it would be nice to upset the hitter's timing and shit like that, but to be honest, if you're going up against Strider or Freed, I don't know if it matters who just pitched. Yeah. Because those guys are so fucking dominant anyways. Uh, and, and as of late, well, actually, Kyle Wright's got 19 wins this year, but as of late, uh, he's been particularly good as well and not not having any off days he's been excellent i mean he's been just quietly brilliant for the braves all year mm-hmm. um I, I i almost feel bad because nobody people just like forget about him yeah i don't even know if he's gonna like he, he'll probably get some down ballot cy young votes but he's not really in the conversation i don't think um no he reminds me of i mean he's having a much better year than this guy but it reminds me of that year Russ Ortiz had with us when he won yeah, 20 not, games. Yeah. yeah, I could see that. I mean, Urias has had a pretty good year, although he he's missed time, right? Um, he's got 28 starts. No, he's, he's made most of his starts. I think he missed one. Um, and then I, I, the front runner is... Alcantara. Alcantara, I guess, but he's only got 13. Maybe he'll get 14 wins. Uh, not that that always matters. There's, there's plenty of... 15 and below uh, Cy Young winners, but there isn't, I mean, there is enough uh, old voters still mm. where that will maybe matter with some, although not as many as it used to. But I mean, right. Uh, what a three, one, eight ERA and they don't show his whip on the leader page. I got to go to check it out, but a good whip too. And, and um, uh, his whip is one, one, six. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, that's not really a Cy Young. Those aren't Cy Young numbers though, really other than the 19 wins. But, I mean, Radon has actually been almost as dominant as Alcantara has. Yeah. Uh, mm. Radon is, is the league leader, major league leader in, in wins above replacement. Yeah. And then, weirdly, he definitely won't win it, but uh, Aaron Nola racked up a lot of wins above replacement, at least. A lot of strikeouts, yeah. not a lot of walks. But I, I think mean, he's only walked like 25 people all year or some shit like that. Yeah. Actually, all the, all the best pitchers in the National League, uh, not a lot of wins this year, oddly mm. enough. Freed's only got 13, Alcantara's only got 13, Radon's only got 13, and those are the literally, by statistics, the three best National League pitchers. You have to yeah. go down, I don't know, you Darvish has fucking 15 wins, who cares? Yeah, I'd have to look at the um, at their run support and stuff like that and their average innings pitch and shit, but... You know, I honestly, if you don't care about strikeouts and wins above replacement, like massively values strikeouts... Yeah. Urias is seventeen and seven, two two seven ERA. I guess the knock would be he's only thrown hundred and fifty eight innings. Yeah, he doesn't uh he doesn't stick around very long. I mean, he's got uh uh Wright's pitched the same amount of games and he's got what, fucking fifteen more innings pitch or I guess twelve. Twelve more innings pitch, yeah. So I don't know. To to me those are those two guys are kind of a wash. It's probably gonna be Alcantara. Yeah. It's a it's a very it's going to be Alcantara. I think. I think you're right. Um, which, whatever, I'm fine with that. I don't. I don't really care. But uh, I, to your question that you asked me the other day, I. I mean, I would like to see a sort of like. I, I don't know that I would like to see Strider used in a really like egregiously unnecessary fucking Max Scherzer sort of way. No, that's stupid. That was a huge mistake. That was a, such a cell phone by yeah. Dave Roberts. Um, but yeah, if it's the World Series and you know yeah. he's not going to have another start. Yeah, may as well. Literally, um, I wouldn't. I would not even do it in the NLCS. And to be honest, the last couple of days I've been thinking: Does it make more sense to have Oda Rizzi in the four slot and have Morton be the guy coming out of the pen because he's just more dominant in a situation like that? I guess maybe it depends on who's pitching in front of you, but um, if if it was if it's like the third middle of the third inning and the starters having trouble, whomever it is, I'm almost more inclined to use Morton in that situation than Oda Rizzi. I don't know if Oda Rizzi's like, I know he's got experience with that in the playoffs, but Morton's quite good at that. Yeah. Coming in, but I don't know that it'll matter. I mean, I want to look at Morton's numbers recently though, because he's been just so good. Yeah. He has been very good <clears throat> that. I mean, I wouldn't so- be surprised by the way to see Bryce Elder make the playoff roster as well. Uh, I agree. I think Elder, I think he's, I mean, Elder's got a pretty good ERA. Yeah. Um, he just had, like, his his issue in his first 
time up was he fucking walked people a lot. And he's still walking to a game, but not nearly as bad as he was back in fucking April. Right. Uh, Morton in September and October, 12, uh, or I'm sorry, in August, 12.6K to 9. Uh, September, October, uh, 11.12. And then whips of 0.99 and 1.15. I mean, he's been pitching really well. Uh, his ex-fip, Two seven five three eight zero. His ERA has been, I think, just okay. But I, you know, he's kind of pitched better than his ERA, uh, if I remember correctly. ERA in August three point two six. ERA in September and October three point nine seven. But I think he's been pitching better than both of those uh, numbers would indicate. And I mean, when Morton's throwing a game where when his curveball's on, yeah. I mean, it's it's I don't know five innings out of Morton at the start with a tie tie score as opposed to I don't know three innings out of Morton. When we're down, I, I I don't know. It could go either way. With yeah, that. yeah, we'll see how it goes. I mean, I'm not terribly concerned about it to be honest. It, it you have the luxury of going with whomever has the hot hand at that point, to be honest. And uh, although Oda Rizzi's last couple starts have been pretty good too, so uh, not not nearly as dominant as Morton though. Morton's been pretty on. Yeah. Um. So yeah, <laughs> I would like to see Strider used out of the bullpen once I would be fine with that in a sort of like game six or game seven of the world series, mm. maybe in the NLCS. I don't want to see that in a potential wild card series or a DS though. No, probably not. Cause then you're not going to see him until game four of that following series. If you move on. So, right. Well, and the thing too, with that is, is that like, then you don't have time to reset yourself unless you get lucky and sweep and then have time to reset, but even then, that's that's too big a risk. You don't want to fucking... You, you're nuking them out of the next series, basically. Right, and I don't know. It's just the, the wild card series in particular is so short that you shouldn't... Even if you're in a, you know, like, you got all hands on deck mode type mm. of situation, you shouldn't even have to go to him at that point. Yeah, The no, same way got... the Dodgers had no excuse... There was no reason to go to Max Scherzer last year. No, they could go. I mean, before Strider, they could go to Morton and then chain together their bullpen to to close out a wild card game. Yeah, that that would be a mistake. Yeah, I, I think that's fine. I, I but LCS, I would be mostly okay with it if only because you don't throw away a chance that close to the World Series no. to get there. And certainly in the World Series, it is fucking like it's the end of the line. So who cares? Um, but yeah, that's how. I would probably handle that. Uh, next up, <sighs> shit, shit luck year for Ozzy Albies. Yeah. Going to have to potentially win another <clears throat> World Series without one of our best young players. Yeah, I don't know what the uh, latest is on that, but I can't. I mean, uh, it, it's, a, it's a, not a compound fracture or anything like that, but, you know, He came back for, what, a game? Literally his first game back, he and broke his finger. Are you going to bring a guy like that back into the middle of a playoff series? To see I, if he can work it out. Yeah, like, I, I doubt it. What would be the point at that point? I, I guess if... He was, I, he was raking in his rehab assignment. <clears throat> yeah, for sure, yeah. Uh, but I don't, you're just not going to have the same amount of time to ease back into things in the middle of a playoff series like that. Like, maybe they have, uh, you know... They use their advanced spring training team and do some live pitching for him. If he if he, if we're in the wild card round or whatever the fuck, and he's and he's starting to feel better, so he can get some at bats, you know, in a in a, in a non meaningful environment. But you have to bring him in the middle of a playoff series. I don't think that's a good idea. Yeah, it's man, I, but it, that, it's not that big of a problem. I mean, Vaughn Grissom has played pretty well. Plays great defense too. Um. Yeah, I'm not too worried about... I mean, look, I would rather have both of them, Vaughn Grissom and Albies. Like, it's the type of situation where... I mean, it worked out last year, right? It's like, yeah, I'd rather rather have Acuna, but at the end of the day, everyone else played so well that would you have rather had Acuna last year? Like, then Jock Peterson and Jorge Soler and Eddie Rosario? Yeah. I I don't actually... I don't think the answer is yes. It's a lot of flexibility. Um, So there's that. Uh... But what's interesting with the Albies thing, or not with the Albies thing, or yeah, I guess with the Albies thing, I guess you could say, is the Braves have had some shitty playoff injury luck the last mm-hmm. couple of years. Acuna out last year. Uh, 
Dansby out in 2018. Mm-hmm. And then even you want to go all the way back. Um, we lost a very winnable uh, LDS against the Giants in 2010 uh, because Chipper Jones was out. Billy Wagner got hurt in game one yeah. of that series. And I think Martin Prado got hurt right before yeah. the playoffs started as well, yep. which is why Brooks Conrad was at second base committing yeah. errors. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't he have three in one game? Yeah, I was um, fucking brutal. Uh, I I really hope, though, that Albies is on the bench for the entire playoffs. Uh, yeah, I think he'll be present as a cheerleader for sure. Because Acuna wasn't there, I think, to the World Series. But yeah. unlike Acuna, we've talked about this a million times before, Albies is an, is an actual like leader on, on this yeah. team. Acuna is there to, uh, you know, put up... Put up stats, put up numbers, right? Like uh, he he doesn't have to lead yet, but uh, Albies is already like one of those dudes. Yeah, I would sure. be, I, and I know Snicker's still the manager, and there's still a bunch of other dudes, Riley, Dansby, blah blah. But I think it would be in it would be detrimental in some way to not have Albies with that team the entire time. I, I mean, honestly, I'd be surprised if he's not there, unless he's literally rehabbing to play for them. Yeah, I guess. I mean, but but it's you. You can't rehab 24 hours a fucking day. Right. Um, the game's three hours, I'm pretty sure. I don't, I don't know what they... I don't know how you quickly rehab a broken finger. You know, just drink milk, maybe? I, fucking, <laughs> right. I have no idea. Just actually... I mean, just do the Kurt Schilling thing. Put yeah. a bunch of cortisone in your fucking hand and just fucking roll with it. Yeah. I um, <clears throat> I guess this solves the problem of, you know, like, who goes where? Because Vaughn Grissom's not going to be in left field now. Uh, it's going to be, you know... Grossman and Rosario, maybe sometimes both Grossman and Rosario in the outfield. Uh, yeah, maybe. I mean, if uh, if they're going to use Acuna at DH sometimes, although I think that's you want to avoid that because he's a he's a better fielder than either one of them. Oh yeah, for sure, a hundred percent. And also, you want to keep that DH spot open. I think for Contreras as much as possible. He's been fucking tearing it up lately for Contreras for both Contreras and Darno. Right. Yeah. Sure. Assuming you like don't whoever's want... not catching that day. Yeah. 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 Um. So it's. I guess that in a way. I don't know if that does that injury give us like more or less roster flexibility. Um. In, in some ways, it feels like more. Not that I'm happy for it, but no, probably a little bit more. Yeah, because otherwise you're gonna have to send. Uh. Uh. Well, I mean, who would you be sending down? Arcia, probably. Or you'd get rid of Ozuna. Yeah. Maybe. I guess. But. Um, to be honest, I really don't see the purpose in having Ozuna on the playoff roster, unless you're going to DH him against lefties or something like that. But is he going to be better in that role than Contreras or Grossman? Uh, eh, I mean, yeah, Gro- he's he Grossman doesn't have the power capability. I guess the pa- the potential power, yeah, that Ozuna has, but he's uh he's hit for a higher average. I guess it depends on where you hit him in the lineup, but definitely not better than Contreras. He's been pretty consistent all year. Yeah, it's uh. It's an interesting situation, as always. Um, but, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. Oh, and then the other one I was going to say we, uh, that I forgot about, and then we don't have Soroka for the 2020 playoffs. Right, Because yeah. he, started, he started the year actually healthy. Yeah. Um, I mean, fuck, man. It's literally every single year yep. that a Brian Snicker team has gone to the playoffs, they've mm-hmm. had one hand tied behind their back, <clears throat> which sucks. Um, but it is what it is. Uh, real quick, we get to the advertisements before we keep going. Winning season has officially returned. The NFL is here. College football is here. They are in full swing, and you got to bet with MyBookie.com. Whether you're a seasoned better or a first-time better, MyBookie.com gets you the most for your money with a double deposit bonus up to $1,000. To claim your bonus, sign up using the promo code DRINKINGBROS on your first deposit. And then uh, you'll instantly double your money with my bookie. Uh, it's simple. You know, if you put in $250, uh, they will give you another $250 if you put in up to $1,000. So if you put in $1,000, they will give you another $1,000. Put in $1,500, you still only get $1,000. But that's a lot of money. So you can get a free $1,000 to play with, to have fun with. In sports gambling, uh, in their casino where they have like live betters and stuff like that, you can use your funds to bet on props, individual games, contests. Uh, I don't know what... They usually have contests for the NFL and college. I don't play those, but they mm. do a um, March Madness bracket every, like a yep. huge one where you can win, like I think a million dollars or some insane amount. 
they do similar stuff with the NFL and stuff like that. I forget what it is off the top of my head. But uh, you can bet on win, win totals, uh, all, all kinds of stuff. So use mybookie.com. Uh, they even have a prop builder, which is pretty rad. I don't see a lot of places have those. Uh, they do anything you can imagine to bet on, you can bet on. So bet anything, anytime, anywhere with mybookie.com. They're the best. Best in the biz. Uh, next up, the Braves. One game back of the Mets, although I'm not quite sure how they're doing it, aside from the fact that the Mets are not uh, putting their foot on our throat because there are a lot of, basically all the big-name bats for the Braves are slumping sure, right now. Sure, but like, it's, it's not as though um, the Braves have been slumping as a team. They've still been winning games. They're 13-5 and five in the um, month of September, which is yeah. great. So good, good pitching. So in the month of September... Uh, team ERA is two eighty three, uh, and that's your answer because the offense has been pretty. I wouldn't say anemic. The middle and and bottom of the order have been pretty good as they have been all year. By the way, but yeah, the middle of the order uh, has not been great from two to f- to five. Really has struggled. But if you look at the season statistics, right, <clears throat> uh, just just from a production standpoint. Let's say RBI. So, um, out of the uh, two, three, four hole, you've got eighty-two, ninety, and ninety-two, and then out of uh, seven, eight, nine, you've got sixty-nine, seventy, and ninety-one RBI on the season. So, that's depth, and you can have some of your better guys struggle for a couple of days if you have great pitching and offensive depth. And we saw it last year when Freddie Freeman struck out seven goddamn times in a row in the middle of our lineup. In the playoffs. In the playoffs. And to be honest, we weren't that hurt by it. You know what I mean? Because that's the way the team was built. No, they won those ga- They won both of those games. Yeah, so. I mean, he hit that home run off Hater, and then I think it took him like two or three games before he had another hit. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like if you look at the batting averages up and down the lineup, it's uh, 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 250... Except for the fit, the five hole, the five hole has been, and, and I think it's because Ozzy was there for a long time. He struggled, and then we had some replacement guys in. It's been rotating and since then, Ozzy went down, I and think. then seven, which for the first half of the season, that's where Ozuna was batting. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, more or less throughout the lineup, it's pretty steady, and I think that's the reason they're still winning games, man. Absolutely. So that's the interesting <laughs> thing. So the the big name bats, the only thing that really, and granted, this is just fourteen days, people slump, whatever, mm. whatever. But the the four big bats, the four bats that we're like, these are our guys. Like, these are the four that have to produce, especially since Albies is not in there. They've been kind of spectacularly bad. Mm. Uh, Swanson, 90 WRC, uh, WRC plus. Still three homers over the last 14 days, which is good. But for him especially, and eight RBI. But So essentially he's doing Dansby Swanson things, right? Mm-hmm. Hitting when he needs to. Yeah. Um, Acuna, 102 WRC plus, which is... Above le- above water, but not what you want out of Ronald Acuna. Yeah, uh, three stolen bases at least, so that I maybe shows some level of health. I guess you could say in the legs. Uh, Riley, this is where it gets really fucking grim, though. Austin Riley over the last two weeks, uh, fifty-seven WRC plus, which is what forty-three <laughs> points below what a league mediocre player would be. Yeah, um, <clears throat> two homers, uh, batting one seventy-four, OBP two forty, and then Matt Olson. Um, this is what I really wanted to talk about because mm-hmm. we were texting about this the other day. Negative seven WRC plus, so a dead body would actually be better. Uh, yeah, hitting. That's what that means. Literally, his, his, you can tell that he's struggling mentally right now because it's affecting him on the field as well. He's made some pretty stupid defensive plays. Um, yeah, it's. Uh, I, I don't know what it is with him. The approach is not good. I don't know. I. I He's chasing. He, he's, he's doing things he doesn't do. Yeah, usually he's a pretty disciplined hitter, but he's chasing pitches out of the zone. I don't know if this is this is definitely the first pennant race he's ever been in. Because <laughs> oh, yeah. he came from Oakland. and they. F- so actually, he would have played in the COVID playoffs. Um, he would have played in the wild card series against the White Sox. Yeah, I guess so. Um, <clears throat> let's see how he did there. Postseason batting. So he's played. Uh, he hit 130. In those games during the COVID playoffs, so that's not great. Um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see that, with that White him. Sox team. Good pitching. Yeah, really good pitching. He did hit a couple home runs. Uh, 
walked five times in 20, 28 plate appearances. So, you know, all everything was relatively consistent. And who knows, maybe he was just maybe it was good contact and bad result. Yeah. Um I will say this. If you're gonna hit one eighty, is that what mm-hmm. you said? So if you're only gonna 130. have thirty. One thirty. If you're only going to have two hits in the playoffs in a in one in a series, it might as well be home runs. He had three hits and two were home runs. And I, you he, know, walk five times. But yeah, he's uh, he's chasing a lot. I don't know what his chase rate. I don't know if you can look at splits on that and see if it's changed recently. But um, I feel like <clears throat> this is kind of something that happens when you're struggling as a hitter. It seems like every time you go up there, you're down o two or whatever one two. You, you push right, you, yeah. I'm not. I'm not too concerned about it. It's. It's ultimately. It's going to be an approach thing. I mean, he's got to. <clears throat> he's got to stop chasing shitty pitches on the first pitch. But uh, you know, his highest batting average in in all of his splits, I believe, is when he's either o one or two uh, one. Right. So okay. O uh, one means he watched. He he. That this is what that tells me. When you have a really high batting average on o and an o and one count, it means that I went up there with a very specific pitch in a specific location that I wanted, and maybe the first pitch was a good pitch, but not my pitch, and the second pitch was my pitch, and I hit it hard. That's yep. what that tells me. 2-1 uh, is just a hitter's count, but that's what that tells me on an 0-1 count, and that shows that you have a good approach going in. And, and I would imagine if, you were, if I was able to uh, split this over the last like, uh, 30, 40 days, something like that, that number probably would be a lot lower, to be honest. Like his approach is just not good right now. He's pressing. He's swinging. He's probably swinging more on the first pitch than he has been. Stuff like that. Yeah. So interestingly, and maybe this is um, something Atlanta's told him to do as well. Now I I, I can't find like f- current like splits, mm. but um, like for like the last month or whatever. But even for this season, he's actually four uh, percent above his uh, um. Highest all time for uh, outside the zone swing percentage, mm. and but Chase he's also rate. he's also swinging more in the zone than he ever has before. Uh, only by two percent over last year, which was his highest year. But I mean, the numbers have gone like significantly up. His lowest, like I don't know, twenty nineteen. Let's call it sixty seven point six percent. He's swinging seventy five point eight in the zone mm. now, um, and swinging. This is the most he's ever swung in a season. Regardless, that's interesting. I don't know why he would do that because. Uh, I mean, one of the basic fundamentals of saber metrics is the further you get into an at bat, the more likely you have success, right? Whether it's on base or a hit, yeah. The more pitches you see, the more likely you're going to get a hit or a walk. And the more pitches you see, uh, certainly in your first, call it two to three at bats, mm-hmm. um, the more success you're going to have in your successive at bats against that same pitcher. Yeah, for sure. And I think it's one of those. I, I hate to use cliched terms, but you got to trust the process. And, and when you struggle, you just keep doing the same thing over and over again. Delco's fucking nodding at me. I'm going to sh- throw something heavy at his head. You, he, are you always, agreeing with our baseball? No, wisdom? he always says trust the process no matter what. <laughs> like somebody's house could be on fire. You got to trust the process, man. By the way, I, I want the Braves to win the division. Yeah. But if they don't, we need to really have a lot of fun with the Phillies Braves. Wild oh yeah, series. we. Uh, I think so. Delco's got to start training to fight Brian Urlacher, anyways. Yeah. Uh, so you you may as well. You guys should schedule something, right? Yeah. Just get on the mats. Fine. Know. We could. I'll roll with Dan. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, Olson's been struggling more than anybody. I think he is just pressing. I mean, you could tell by the chase rate and the swing rate. You know, he, I wonder if he's. Pressing all year in part because, you know, big contract. Uh, I mean, this happens when dudes get their big contract. A lot of, a lot of folks think that uh, they relax and settle in, but I think it's always the opposite. I think they're trying to justify the money. I don't think that people, <clears throat> I don't think that a type A athlete at the highest possible level gets a big contract and says, all right, I'm done. I don't, right. I don't, I don't believe that because it's not out like I, my, I'm that kind of person, and that's definitely not. I would be under intense pressure every single day to be worth the money that I make. Right. I think that's probably what it is. And, you know, another aspect that's overlooked is uh, he's a local boy. Yeah. He's a, he's a, he grew up a Braves fan. Yeah, but fortunately for us, uh, there aren't just four people in the fucking lineup, and everybody else is destroying the fucking ball. No, and, and this is what happens over the course of a regular season, right, where you have, and, like, people, I suppose, put... Um, 
uh, in a lot of ways. So the, the three months that are the most magnified in the Major League Baseball season mm. are October, September, and April. Mm. Right. Those are the three months where everyone freaks out about how someone's doing. Yeah. Um, October, of course, makes the most sense because it's the postseason. April, because you get you know, video game numbers because the sample size is so small where it's mm. like, oh, we're hitting 500 with 10 home runs. He's on pace for, yeah. you know, fucking 90 home runs, whatever, blah, blah, blah. I think that one year, the first year we had Justin Upton, he hit, uh, I think he hit like 25 or something home runs that year and 14 of them were in April. Yeah, 14, so, yeah, to start the season. He was just like on some insane pace yep. uh, and then did not keep that up. Yeah, I guess unless you're... Uh like, people have a bad month from time to time, unless you're Michael Harris. Yeah, uh, right. His second month in, in the big leagues his, was an adjustment period for him. He struck out a little bit more than usual, and he hit 222. But it's the only month that he hasn't hit over 300 in. Yeah. And uh, that dude is fucking incredible. He's really good. He is fantastic. Really good at baseball. And it's not just him carrying the load, although he, no matter where in the lineup they've put him, he's hit well. He's um, done incredibly. Except the only place in the lineup where he hasn't hit over 300 is batting first or second, and he's only played one game in those two places. Right. Everywhere and, else he's hitting over 300. And I don't love him in either of those spots yet. Mm. Anyway. I don't know that I would ever. Like, I, fifth is probably the best spot for him because you're turning the lineup over right there again. Like, he's just... You can say that nine is a second leadoff hitter, but I think five is a second leadoff hitter as well. Uh, agreed. I think I think one, five, and nine are where yeah. you want... Uh, some combination of speed and OBP. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah. Obviously, five, you want power as well. Yeah. And Harris has plenty of that. So that's, yeah. I mean, he's, he's, he's literally a five-tool player. He is, he is one of the best young players that I've seen. In a very, he, he and uh, Rodriguez from Seattle are probably the two best young players that have come out in fucking 10 years yeah. since Mike Trout, to be honest. And, and I don't want to, you know, <clears throat> a lot of people kind of have fun shooting on Acuna because he's flamboyant and, and, has a lot of fun and and he but he can be immature at times uh and you there that vibe does not Harris doesn't do that no he's <clears throat> he's on he's sitting in the dugout by himself on the iPad yeah most of the time looking yeah. at fucking swings and shit and look I love Acuña and to be quite frank Acuña is probably more physically talented than Michael Harris yeah definitely bigger and 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 I don't know if I don't think he's faster but he's bigger uh, and I, to be honest, their arms are about the same. They both throw about 100 miles per hour, yeah, right, which is right. pretty funny. But uh, More power out of Acuna. Certainly more natural power, yeah. More raw power. Um, yeah, and, and, you know, you can't say enough about the defense that that kid plays either. No. You, so the guys who have been carrying the load in the, in the sort of big bat slump last two weeks, um, like you said, Harris, the two I'm really excited about, so Grossman and Contreras have hit really well as well. Mm. Um, very happy to see that about out, out of Grossman. Great underrated move by mm-hmm. Alex Anthopoulos. But the two guys I'm really, really happy to see hitting so well are Darno and Eddie Rosario mm-hmm. pulling like a 160 something WRC plus. If we get Rosario raking again, if we get Rosario's bat like bat to where it needs to be finally, like fuck, I don't care what his season line looks like. Yeah. I mean, he's hitting 400 the last two weeks. That's good. He's hitting 280 the last month. That that that's that'll play. I mean, as Ross would say, we right. We've seen, you know, Jorge Soler won the World Series MVP, uh, rightfully so. But there were a lot of good players in the World Series. There were a lot yeah. of good contributors in the World Series. Eddie Rosario went to rub some salt in the wound. He went like fucking Kobe on the Dodgers. Yep. You know what I mean? Like he fucking Well, he was he all all playoff long. He had 383 in the playoffs yeah. last year. With three home runs, 11 RBI. That's a pretty good fucking And he was platooning a lot too. Like a he wasn't lot. playing every game. Yeah. Right? And if he was, a lot of times he came in midway through the game. But uh <clears throat> The reason I think you probably won't see Acuña at the at DH much is because of how good Contreras has hit this year. And it's, yes. I think he had like maybe a two week period. He had like a, he was like a one for 19 in a 20 game stretch, but it's the only slump he's even been in all year. And if you look at his and Darno's combined statistics, um, the slash line is 274, 334, 502. 
which is an 836 OPS, 37 home runs, 99 RBI, over 100 runs scored. Um, if a catcher did that, if one single catcher... They would be the MVP yes. running away. Yes. No, nobody else would even get a yes. vote, to be 100%. honest. 100%. Um, yeah, so it's, you know, they're looking pretty good in that regard. Uh, but I think you got to find a way to keep uh, Contreras in the lineup. I agree. Well, and part of that is, so I was reading um, just through a Reddit thread the other day, like a post-game um, thread when we were playing the Mariners, uh, and some Mariners fan was like, man, like one through nine, every single one's a, a home run threat. That's how you win championships. Yeah. And that, uh, you need Contreras' bat in there. Like, you need a pitcher to be afraid of making a bad pitch against every single hitter because you know pitchers they don't want to give up obviously a hit ever yeah but man you give up a home run in a playoff game you it it everything changes it's definitely it's not good like if if you're in the national league especially right now and you're looking at the braves and some of the struggles of the middle of the lineup it's like do you still really feel comfortable that you can go to two, three, four, and, and find an easy out because maybe with Olsen right now because his approach sucks, but uh, Dansby and fucking uh, uh, Ryler are still putting together really quality bats. Yes. The success rate is down right now, which is, that's something that'll fucking... That'll be fine. It'll, it'll work, its, work itself out over time. Yeah, it's rough. I wouldn't want to pitch against this team. No, I mean, every single at-bat has <clears throat> the potential for a fucking nightmare. Mm-hmm. And... That's what you want. You want every, one through nine, essentially. The same way you want your pitchers now, especially in the playoffs. I think in the regular season, you can finesse it a bit more. Yeah. But in the playoffs, you want your pitchers to be able to get a strikeout yeah. whenever they want. And you want your hitters. Obviously, no hitter can hit a home run whenever they want. But right. you want basically, I mean, like minimum six of your dudes on a playoff uh, roster to be like a 20 homer type guy who, or more, who at any moment can inject a lightning bolt into the game. Yeah, well, that's what we have here. So. Out of, nine out of nine. Yeah. Maybe the only one you could say, and I wouldn't even quite say it, but the only one you could say who doesn't have that capability is, what, Vaughn Grissom? Um, Not that he doesn't have the power, but that... Yeah, he's still a little raw. I don't know if he's... I don't know. I don't think he's reached the point yet where he can fucking go hunting and find a pitch yeah. and drive it. I think he hits home runs on accident, which is a good thing for a young guy to do, by the way. Like, you learn that other stuff later. You have to make a worse mistake to Vaughn than you would to another, Correct, the yeah. rest of the Braves yeah. hitters. But still, it's like... He's got the raw he's power. Still, he's still hitting 300. Right, so. yeah. It's fucking fine. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> over the last 30 days, by the way, is a similar picture. Grossman dips. Riley is actually like uh, 100-ish WRC plus over the last month but no again i i think i think that's fine and i like one thing i i, I say this all the time about rosario one thing i love about rosario and i think Contreras is in that camp too acuna obviously in that camp um and i think vaughn grissom will probably be in a similar way if only because he's gonna get um a lot of fastballs still yeah. is there's a good mix of dudes with acuna rosario Contreras, and vaughn grissom uh and then you and then you've got like those guys, they're first pitch swingers, they're attackers, mm-hmm. they are uh, ambush type hitters. Not that the other guys won't, but then you've got Dansby, Riley, Olsen, hopefully, Darno, and Harrison Grossman, who are more, they work counts or mm-hmm. whatever. It's such a good fucking mix of styles. It's almost like uh, one thing Snickers done over the last couple years is. Uh, especially last year, and um, I think AA, the front office, probably has something to do with this. They went left right a lot. Yep. And then Albies would kind of be in there as a switch hitter to just be, you know, do his thing. I think keeping in mind that you want to keep people where they hit comfortably and handedness matters as well, I really, really hope that they mix and match these batters uh, by style to sort of <clears throat> throw a change up. Back, back at the pitcher. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Keep the pitcher off balance because yeah. obviously you pitch everyone differently. Do you think there's any any credibility to that? To be like, okay, I got a count worker. Next up, I've got a guy. I got a psycho who's going to ambush, like who's am- ready to ambush me. Well, yeah, because um, 
pitchers get into grooves, man, especially guys that are really good. So <clears throat> the reason that Max Scherzer got the nickname Mad Max isn't because of even how good of a pitcher he is. It's because if even the umpire delays him and what he's trying to do, he'll just start yelling at the fucking umpire. Like, get, right. bro, get in front of the fucking plate. It's, ready. it's time to play baseball. <laughs> like, he gets crazy because he gets locked in. That's what he wants. He wants to get in a groove where it's just like, all right, cool. I'm doing this. And everything you can do in the same way that a pitcher, uh, you know, changes their delivery or or or, or uh, arms arm slot or you know, changing speeds or even throwing over to first base or whatever disrupts a hitter or a base runner's timing. You're trying to do the same thing to the pitcher, right? Mm-hmm. And you can't do it necessarily as a batter. There's not a whole lot you can do to change unless you were stepping out and being a dick, but people don't really like that. Right. And I don't think people, I don't think most hitters really do stuff like that. But when you're setting the lineup, you can do it. You can, you know, <clears throat> you can keep a guy from getting in a rhythm by giving him disparate looks at the plate. And uh, I think it's a smart strategy, especially in the playoffs where every single fucking pitch matters. I think it's a really good strategy. So, yeah, I mean, and, and the lineup is kind of set up that way. You've got Acuna, then you've got Dansby. Right. You you've literally, got Riley, then you've got fucking Olsen. You know what I mean? You've got, so yeah, the lineup starts out with an ambusher. Yeah. Then a worker. Well, then three workers, basically. Yeah, three workers, yeah. Um, Although I think it, it wouldn't be... <clears throat> If Rosario stays hot, I wouldn't be, you know, I wouldn't be upset to see him in in, in the five hole or something like that. Or Contreras, who yeah. I think is a, he is he he borders more on attacker ambusher, yeah. but oh, he, he is yeah, but he can sure. do both. He can do both. I mean, I wouldn't mind seeing him clean up and moving Olsen down to fifth as well, just to take some pressure off of him, because I think that would help him quite a bit. But yeah, you you do. I guess mix up the handedness a little bit. I obviously Riley and Acuna or Riley and Acuna. Um, Dansby and Acuna and Riley. It starts out with three righties, right? Mm-hmm. And then you go lefty. So they've kind of abandoned the handedness out of just necessity. Well, I guess it depends. Sometimes against a, a right-handed pitcher, they'll have Olsen in the three-hole. Um, okay. But not tonight. Like, Olsen's actually batting fifth tonight. Oh, who's against fourth? Ranger Suarez. Uh, Travis Darno's fourth. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's been hot, so why not? And then, so the lineup for tonight is Acuna, Swanson, Riley, Darno, Olsen, Contreras, Michael Harris at seven, Grissom, and then Grossman in the nine hole, okay. which is interesting. That one's flip-flop because it was uh, Grissom in nine and Grossman in uh, eight. And yeah. I, I wonder if they're just flipping it around to see who does what where. Seeing things. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the lineup's <clears throat> in a bit of flux right now anyway between, um, you know, can basically Contreras, Rosario, Darno, and, yeah. and, and Grossman. Um, but yeah, I think because they can't do it with handedness, I would love to see, you know, Acuna, Dansby, Riley, and then, yeah, maybe go Contreras or Rosario, and then Olsen fifth, and then Contreras or Rosario again. Yeah. And then you can fill it out with Harris, Grossman, Grissom, whatever order you want in the in the last three. Yeah. I think I, I, I kind of... I just like the idea. It's like a, a lot of like pre-snap movement, right? You, sure, yeah. you want to confuse the defense, throw them out of their rhythm or whatever, or a lot of pre-snap movement on the defense's part to not let the quarterback get a read on just just keeping people uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. You you see guys get locked in. If you're a batter and you see the pitcher getting locked into a zone like you're just getting into the box and he's already fucking sitting there waiting to throw the pitch. I'm not saying step out, but in if, in my brain, I take more pitches in that at-bat than I normally would just to disrupt him. Yeah. Uh, even if I don't have success in that at-bat, I'm still taking pitches just for that reason. So 100%. it makes sense. I, I hope they institute something like that. I wonder, you know, that seems like a type of thing where a front office might have numbers on that. Yeah. But that's not something that the actual, like, you know, fan graphs, baseball reference, they don't necessarily keep That'd be yeah, a hard thing to calculate. It, yeah, that would be. That's a lot of work. Yeah, uh, and it's something you pay someone like a hundred thousand dollars to yeah, do yeah. if you're if you're yeah. like a major league organization. No. Nobody at Fangraphs making you know thirty thousand no. dollars. It's gonna do that. I mean, they're, they're kind of big nerds about it. So they maybe. are nerds, but it's mostly interns. I think over there. Yeah. Uh, real quick, I know this is on the rundown, but I thought there was something funny we should talk about before we get out of here. Uh, as everyone knows, because we talked about it on a couple of the other shows. Aaron Judge may very well tie Roger Maris on Apple TV mm-hmm. uh, tomorrow night. Uh, turns out Albert Pujols may very well 
hit the 700 mark also on Apple TV. Are you rooting for both to happen or neither to happen? It's a good question. I mean, look, Amazon having that Thursday night game has produced good results so far uh, because people are amped about it and they put a lot of effort into the production and they got good announcers on board. Apple's announcers fucking suck. Awful. Like the nice thing about... um, The nice thing about some of the other nationally televised baseball games is that sometimes they'll bring the local announcer in to the broadcast or somebody from there into the broadcast, or they just have good announcers, generally speaking. Right. But Apple TV's baseball announcers fucking suck. Who's their their play-by-play? I'll just look it up. It's It's different every fucking game I watch, but there's like two women and a dude on the fucking broadcast team. Did they get Mendoza? Oh, no, they got Katie Nolan. Yeah. It's like, I don't fucking, this isn't the time for this bullshit, dude. And trying to watch baseball. And I, by the way, this is, I'm not trying to like be like, oh, you got a fucking chick. Because like Doris Burke, great announcer. Um, yeah, and Michelle Tafoya. There's a fucking ton of outstanding female broadcasters that I'll watch any time in any sport. Yeah. But I haven't, what, what female baseball broadcaster is there? That's that's like legit. I don't no, fucking nobody know. Nobody likes Mendoza. Katie Nolan's not even a baseball person. Mendoza's She's just a, an asshole. Mendoza like put Judge on the spot at the All Star game. That, that was a total cunt move. I don't know why she did that. Was that uh, she did like she put like a Jim Gray and just like ambush him with yeah, a Yeah, she was like, Oh, so you're gonna be a Yankee next year? Like, okay, cool. We're here to fucking for the all star game, not to get roasted by the press. Right. Thank you. Uh man, the play by play guys, Steven Nelson and Lore oh no, that's the studio. Uh, Steven Nelson and Melanie Newman. I don't know who those people are. Um, but yeah, I mean, Amazon got fucking Al Michaels, right? You would think maybe try to lure like Bob Costas or something. I, I will tune into any Bob Costas broadcast. somebody, man. I mean, honestly, uh, who, who's, it, who's Apple leveraging right now? Is it, um, is it MLB Network or somebody, or who is it? Because is, is MLB Network, they're not hooked up with Fox, because Fox is owned by ESPN. MLB Dis- Network is owned Disney. by Major League Baseball. It's its own thing. Yeah, so is it is that who they're pulling talent from? Because Steven, whatever the fuck, came from MLB Network. Okay. But I don't know who well, these other people are, but there's a bunch of talent over at MLB Net- Network, like Chris Patrick and shit. Yeah, Brian Kenny. Brian Kenny, yeah. There's a bunch of people over there that would be... Even uh, for, for color, uh, what's his name? Uh, Carlos, uh, whatever the fuck. The left-handed first baseman that started with Oakland and went to Detroit. He is actually on. He's on Apple TV? He's on their studio. Yeah, uh, but, like, fucking put him on the play-by-play. Yeah, man. Carlos, Pe- play-by-play. Carlos Pena. Carlos Pena, yeah. He is in their studio broadcast. I really that. like that dude. And also they have uh, the dude that used to play second base for the Braves, DeRosa. He's on that team as well. Is he okay. on the Apple broadcast? So maybe there's No, he's little- not on Apple. Uh, the players <laughs> they have, Hunter Pence, that's fun at least because like he's, a, Pence, he's yeah. a lunatic. He is. Um... And then, I don't know, Wayne Randazzo, Chris Young. I don't know those guys well oh, Chris, enough. Chris yeah. Chris Young is a center fielder for, I think he played for the Rockies and a bunch of other people. He played for the Red Sox, too. Yeah, I think. Red yeah. Sox, yeah. Um, I don't know him as a broadcaster, but I, I enjoyed him as a player. Right, yeah. I, don't, I, I won't judge either. I don't know because I don't know how he did the market. But I've listened to two or three games, or watched rather two or three games on Apple TV so far, and, and it's not been good. It's not as bad as YouTube or Facebook's broadcast. No, I, I didn't even bother with any of that Facebook bullshit. was about as bad as yeah. you could have possibly imagined. I liked the all the... The stat cast shit that Apple TV includes, it's really interesting. And I, I think, uh, you know, having it on Apple TV, they need to build some GUI, like some GUI fucking functionality where mm-hmm. I can drill down into that shit. Like on MLB TV, I can click this little three box thing and pull up all the stats and look at stat cast shit and then hit right. it again and it all goes away. That's really nice. But people, that's like five minutes or I'm sorry, 5% of what you're doing during the broadcast. The other part, you're listening to what these assholes are saying, and it needs to be somebody that knows what they're talking about and that I want to listen to. Otherwise, I'm going to turn it to something else, to be honest, or just turn the volume off entirely. Yeah, it's not ideal. So it'll be funny if both happen, because, I mean, the amount of New Yorkers and St. Louisans that would then not get to watch that home run live. So it's not on the Yes Network? Yeah. That'd be pretty uh, funny. Bally Sports Midwest. Um, yeah, that's, that's hilarious, but also tragic. Um, Uh Oh, what happened here? Guess I'm going on. Um, well, the, the Cardinals have scored five runs, but none of them were pools hitting the home run. So I don't care. Yeah. Don't care. And where are they at San Diego? Yep. Playing the day game. 
Uh, sweet. Cool, because Jack Flaherty is my fantasy pick. I'm in the championship up against... Uh, he must listen to the show very regularly because he renamed himself uh, Dairy Queen is Texas. <laughs> uh, David Tierna. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Tarina. Sorry, Tarina. Fuck you, David Tarina. But, uh, yeah, we're playing each other in the finals. And uh, so that'll maybe hopefully put Jack Flaherty in line for the win. Could use another one of those. Um, but, yeah, that's all I got for today. Same. Talk to see you later.